The Book of Good Counsels from the Sanskrit Hithopadesha by Sir Edwin Arnold. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jyoti Taravanat. Notes 1. Honor to Ganesh. Ganesh or Ganapati is the god of prudence, whom the Hindus invoke at the outset of all under the guardian of the household. 2. A city named Pataliputra. Now Patna, near the confluence of Soane and Ganges. 3. The sacred writings. The Vedas, or holy book of India. They are four in number and are called the Rig Veda, Yajur Veda, Sama Veda, and Atharva Veda. Hymns and metrical addresses to the elemental god occupy them mainly. 4. Childless art thou, less thy misery than his is, who is father to a fool. The force of this comparison is only perceived by recollecting the extreme anxiety of the Hindu to obtain and leave behind him male offspring. The Sanskrit word putra, son, is declared to be a contraction from pulitra, which means a delivery from hell, pul, and the simple performance of the funeral, shraddha, a libation by a son, is held sufficient to procure repose for the spirit of his departed father. The Hindu proverb says, Whoso begetteth a son, planteth a tree, and diggeth a well, that man shall rest in heaven. 5. Sesame, the tila seed which together with the coconut nut supplied Hindustan with oil. 6. Pundits, learned men. 7. The angel of the planet Jupiter. Brihaspati, the instructor of the gods, like the rest of the Hindu divinities, he casts no shadow in moving, his eternally watchful eyes never even wink with fatigue, and a crown of flowers on his head blossoms in perpetual beauty and freshness. 8. The silk cotton tree, Sanskrit, Shalimali. 9. His radiance, the moon. The moon, Chandra, is a masculine deity in Hindu mythology. The white lotus opens its blossoms at night only. Hence his descriptive epithet. 10. A crow. The Indian crow is everywhere seen and heard in India. Its plumage is black, with a dull grey hood extending over the head and neck. 11. God of Death. Yama, called here Krithana, or the End-Bringer, he is God of Justice as well as of Death and sits in judgment upon disembodied souls in his infernal city of Yamapura. Thence he dismisses them upwards to Swarga, downwards to Naraka, or back again to earth in the form of some animal. 12. Bangle, the bracelet in one solid piece of gold, silver, brass, glass, or earthenware, worn by all Indian women. 13. An old tiger. It is true to nature that an old tiger should be the villain of this episode and devour the traveller, 
for it is generally when the tiger has lost his teeth and claws by age and with them his powers of securing antelopes cattle etc that he becomes a professed man-stealer the popular notion was that the hide of a man-killer became worn and mangy as a punishment for attacking man his lord but it is not until his hide thus assumes the aspect of old age that he has recourse to such easy but illicit food fourteen kusa grass used in many religious observations by the hindus fifteen cows brahmans and men the tiger justifies his self-condemnation by confessing to one of the greatest moral guilts possible the slaughter of cows a sin all but inexpiable sixteen son of kunti kunti was wife of pandu and mother of the pandava princes of the mahabharata seventeen neither give etc here and elsewhere the intelligent reader will remark a curious similarity between these ancient hindu proverbs and those of solomon eighteen vanish in the dragon's jaw rahu an evil spirit with the tail of a dragon was held to be the cause of eclipses by swallowing occasionally the moon and sun the legend had this origin at the time when the gods were drinking the nectar churned from the ocean by the direction of vishnu rahu insinuated himself among them and began to drink the sun and moon as guardians for the gods observed the intrusion and revealed it vishnu at once cut off the head of the venturous devil and as the amrit drink had rendered him immortal the head and tail retained their separate life and were placed in the stellar sky rahu therefore still mindful of the injury done him by the sun's interference loses no opportunity of enclosing his ancient enemy in his jaws nineteen can a golden deer etc an allusion to an episode in the great poem of the ramayana manisha takes the form of a golden river in pursuing which rama is led away insensibly from his abode and ravana comes as a beggar and carries off sita in his absence twenty the three wide worlds heaven earth and the lower regions twenty one the king of the mice the mouse as vehicle of ganesha is an important animal in hindu legend twenty two sickness anguish bends and woe spring from wrongs wrought long ago by this theory of a series of existences continued until the balance is just and the soul has purified itself the hindu accounts for the origin of evil every fault must have its expiation and every higher faculty its development pain and misery being signs of and ordeals in the trial which is to end in the happy reabsorption of the emancipated spirit
23. Champak Grove The champak is a bushy, deciduous tree, bearing a profusion of white star-like blossoms with golden centre, and of the most pleasing perfume. 24. Fig Tree, Sanskrit Pakti A large, handsome tree with leaves curiously weaved. 25. The Moon Penance a religious observance inculcated by Manu. The devotee commences the penance at the full moon with an allowance of fifteen mouthfuls for his food, diminishing this by one mouthful each day, till on the fifteenth it is reduced to one. As the new moon then increases, his allowance also ascends to its original proportion. 26. Brahmacharya a votary of the Vedas, a name technically applied to young Brahmins after the investure with the sacred cord, and generally to Pandita and Vedic professors. 27. Agni is the twice-born's master. Agni, the deity of fire, under his manifestations of light, the sun, etc., occupies a large portion of the Vedic liturgy. The twice-born is the Brahman whose second birth is dated from investiture with the sacred thread. 28. Krishna, the god Vishnu under his most celebrated and popular form. He is represented as of a handsome and graceful person with the dark blue complexion which the name implies. 29. Unto Swarga, etc., Heaven, the paradise of Indra, and the happy abode of the souls of the just and of the gods. 30. And the castor oils a tree where no tree else its shade affords. The castor plant, although not altogether a shrub, seldom assumes the proportions and dignity of a tree. It either grows thick as a bush, or shoots up to twelve or sixteen feet like a sapling. 31. Oil of sandalwood, an extract from the well-known fragrant tree of India. 32. The prince of all the serpents. Vasuki or Ananta, the chief of the human-headed serpents, who people Patala or the regions under the earth. 33. Hari's name and Haras. The first is the god Vishnu, the second Shiva. 34. And to taste the salt of service. Italian scholars will recall the sorrowful lines of Dante, so nearly resembling these. Tu provirai sicom sadi sale Lopane altrui, ikamodura caso, lo sendire il salir per le lutri scale. Dante, Paradiso, Kant, 17. 35. Breathe he like a blacksmith's bellows. This implement in India is a sewn goat skin, inflated with one hand and noisily emptied by the other. 
36. The Last Thunder Alluding to the pralaya, or termination of one of the kalpas of the world's existence. 37. Resolved into the five elements. The five constituent ingredients of the body. A common periphrasis for death in Sanskrit writings. 38. Lakshmi. The wife of Vishnu, goddess of beauty and abundance, she sprang like Aphrodite from the sea when the gods churned it with the mountain Mandara to obtain the Amrit or nectar. 39. New corn. The Hindus are as fond as the English learn to become of the green ear of the Jawari stalk, parched and eaten hot with butter and pepper. A deer named Dappleback. Antelopes are common in all parts of India. The true deer, such as the sambar, is found in the forest only. 41. The coil, the black or Indian cuckoo. 42. The god of the five shafts. Kama, the Indian cupid. His bow is made of flowers. The string is a row of bees, and he wounds with five arrows, typifying the five senses. He is known also as Manmata, the heart shaker, Manasija, the heart begotten, and Angana, the bodiless. The second title refers to his reputed origin from the heart of Brahma though the god is also represented as the son of Lakshmi and Vishnu. He is called the bodiless from a misadventure with Shiva, whom he dared to aim at, but the indignant deity reduced the anchor to cinders with one glance of his central eye. He is painted as a handsome boy riding on a parrot, and surrounded by maidens who bear his banner with the fish makara. 43. The Forest of Brahma A wood where the Vedas are read and expounded, a Hindu academic. 44. The reverential prostration of the eight members. The salutations of India or Spanish in their variety and exactness. The salam is universal, but the native greets his neighbor with the more cordial Ram Ram and receives it with gratification from the sahib. The better hand must always be employed and is raised, pressed to the palm of the other to perform a namaskar, the salutation of a Brahman. The prostration alluded to in the text is performed by lowering at once to the ground the hands, breast, forehead, eyes, two knees, and two feet. 45. The Moment of Fortunate Conjunction The astrologer is an important personage in every Hindu town or village to decide upon lucky or unlucky days. The rules for his decision are freely given by Manu. 
the day of new moon he says destroys the spiritual teacher or guru the fourteenth is bad for the learner and nothing in the veda read on the eighth day and the day of full moon will be remembered forty six a vow to gauri the fair goddess that is parvati wife of shiva forty seven he whose forehead dwell is the moon shiva forty eight the surma unjun the antimony powder used universally by hindu women to darken the lids and lashes of the eye it is applied with a small stick rubbed upon the powder and a little consequently goes a long way forty nine chatti the large earthen pot employed to hold water fifty seeing how the ant hill grows in the great plains of india the large ant hills form a marked future they are thrown up with great rapidity and have been seen to rise by a public road to the height of three feet or more in a night fifty one the chatra the white umbrella borne above the heads of indian rajas and especially appropriated to royalty like the chauri or yoke tail fifty two the retreat of drumma personified virtue under the form of the bull of shiva fifty three kayath caste a writer a man sprung from a chatriya father and a sudra mother fifty four washerman the labour of the laundry in india is always performed on hard rocks by the riverside and principally by men called dobies fifty five starve thy more etc literally with the belly serve the eater of oblations utashan that is stint thyself to perform the sacrifice fifty six brahaspati the grave regent of the planet jupiter and instructor of the divinities fifty seven in the north there are no lions in india excepting that called the maneless lion occasionally met with in gujarat fifty eight the king of chidi sishupala he took also the forms of ravana and of hiranyakashipu to oppose krishna who killed him fifty nine ganapati ganesh the deity of prudence born from the bathing water of the goddess parvati a kauri a little seashell used in india for small change about six thousand go to the rupee sixty one the tree of paradise a tree growing in indra's swarga which instantly produced whatever was desired sixty two the form called gandharva manu in his book third gives the form of eight different kinds of marriage this is that without ceremonies and by mutual consent the ordinary hindu rite is very graceful and resembles in some points the classic custom at any time after the moon or investiture with the sacred thread the brahman boy is marriageable and the girl must not be ten years old they meet at the bride's house 
the langana patrika or marriage horoscope having been previously made out by the astrologer there they go through the satpati walking together three times round a fire seven steps at each time then their garments are tied together and an offering is placed upon the flames completing the rite the bride remains at her father's house until the age of twelve or thirteen when she is claimed by her husband sixty three cut thy nose off the ordinary expedient of an incensed husband in the east sixty four yama and the seven guardians these eight protecting deities rank next below the hindu trinity they are one indra the air two agni the fire three chandra the moon four surya the sun five pavana the wind six yama the lord of justice and of the lower worlds seven varuna god of the waters and eight kubera the master of wealth sixty five shaving the head of the barber's wife this indignity reduced her to the appearance and the miserable status of a widow sixty six the three prerogatives of the throne regal authority derives its rights from the three sources with the hindu authors namely power prescription or continuance and wisdom sixty seven watered them with nectar the greek word nectar and the sanskrit amrit are alike in their etymology the immortal both were the food of the undying gods and the hindu deities thus obtained their ambrosia the daityas like the titans had waged war upon the divinities the asuras and these last betook themselves to vishnu for protection he bade them cast certain medicinal herbs into the sea of milk then taking mount mandara for a churning stick and the king of the serpents for the twisting string the god began to churn the ocean for nectar the daityas themselves aided on promise of sharing in the strength restoring extract and stood at the serpent's head while the asuras worked at the tail the great vishnu also took part in the work as a tortoise upon whose back the mountain whirled round backwards and forwards out of the seething flood there came up at the last a figure robed in white danvantari the physician of the gods who bore in his hands the first cup full of amrit from the same ocean also rose the ever lovely lakshmi the marvelous cow from which all things that could be desired might be milked and the kalkut a poison which stained the neck of shiva the nectar thus obtained bestowed new vigour on the wearied gods
and was stored up in the moon where the lunar rays ripen and perfect it sixty eight gurud the lord of the birds he is the vehicle and the attendant of vishnu and has a human face with the wings of a bird sixty nine the god narayan varuna god of the world of waters this deity is regent of the west and a lord of punishment holding a noosed cord wherewith to bind transgressors beneath the sea his vahana a vehicle is the great fish mukar the present age kalpa of the world is called varaha or the boars and was initiated by narayan when that supreme lord says the vishnu puran woke and beheld the universe void knowing that the earth lay hid within the waters he assumed the body of a wild boar and plunged in them raised up the earth till it floated upon the waves the name narayan suggestive of the greek nereus denotes him whose progress ayana is upon the face of the waters nara the life to come literally the other world paralok 71 the azure lotus the lotus resembles our water lily but is more varied in form and color they are white red blue and yellow varieties 72 another hath the spoils there is a belief constantly occurring in hindu writings that the elephant's head contains precious stones resembling pearls the remorseful monarch alludes to this and compares his conquest to the slaughter of an elephant which leaves guilt to the lion and gives the pearls to some chance hunter 73 a brahmin who eats all things equally this epithet sarvabaksha and the comparison are very strong and suffice to quiet king twenty heights conscience a brahmin who ate flesh would be like the unclean rakshasas or demons 74 peacock and swan the peacock is wild in most indian jungles the swan sanskrit hansa is a species of flamingo of a white color with markings of a golden yellow the voice and gait of a beautiful woman are likened in the hindu poets to those of the hansa it is a vehicle of the god brahma 75 the vindhya mountains the chain between hindustan and the south country or deccan the name is said to imply that they appear from their loftiness to stop the sun in his declining course jambu dwipa the land of the rose apple the central of the seven continents containing the regions known to hindu geographers it may not be out of place to sketch in this note the hindu cosmology he reads in his puranas that paryavarta son of the self-born grieving to see the earth but half illumined at one time by the sun drove round it seven times in his own flaming chariot the wheels of which formed seven ruts which are now the beds of seven oceans the continents thus divided are also seven 
Jambudvipa is the central one, with Mount Meru for its own centre, where men are born of the colour of burnished gold, and the women resemble blue lotuses, where all live as do the gods, and have the vital forces of ten thousand elephants. Around Jambudvipa runs a sea of salt water, and beyond it lies the Plakshadvipa. There the happy inhabitants know nothing of sickness and live five thousand years. Plakshadvipa is divided by a sea of sugarcane juice from Shalamalai Dvipa. The castes of this continent are the Twani, the purple, the yellow, and the red, and in it the vicinity of the gods is very delightful to the soul. A sea of wine intervenes between this land and Kushadvipa. There no one dies but the gods and Gandharvas. The heavenly minstrels share in their pastimes of the fair and innocent persons who dwell in the land. Kushadvipa is separated from Kraunchadvipa by its sea of ghee or clarified butter. This last is twice as large as the first, and the inhabitants dwell among its mountains with the immortal gods whom they regard without fear. Outside the Kraunchadvipa rolls the sea of curds and whey, washing also the shores of Sakadvipa, a favoured land where there is no vice, nor envy, nor injustice. In the Black Mountains, Syama of this country, the men are black, and they worship the god Vishnu as the sun. Round the dark shores of Kraunchadvipa, like an armlet of ivory, on a Brahmin's wrist flows the sea of milk. It divides this continent from the last and farthest of the seven, the Pushkara Dvipa. In the perfect joy of this distant sphere, there is no distinction of highest and lowest, of killer or slain, of truth or falsehood. The people are of one form with the gods, and too high for duty or observances. Food they consume, but it comes spontaneously to them upon desire, and delicately prepared. There is no evil there, but endless good. And for the mind yet unsatiated with a receding infinity, beyond Pushkara is the sea of fresh water, equal to itself in breadth, passing that is the golden land without inhabitants, and yet beyond it lie the Loka Loka mountains, dark, immovable, and ten thousand yojans, fifty thousand miles high and broad. Outside the darkness is the shell of the mundane egg, of which eggs concludes the Purana, there be thousands and tens of thousands, yeah, a hundred millions of millions. 77. Their hanging nests. These birds seem to select the bushes over the mouth of a well or the slender twigs of a tree as safe places from the snakes. 78. A frog in a well having no more knowledge than the frog has of light. 79. Am I not Sasanka? From the Sanskrit, Sasa, a hare. 
80. Shiva reigns forever Shiva, while the sea weaves stain his neck. At the churning of the waters, along with the Amrita and the beautiful Lakshmi, came up also a deadly venom, Kalkut, fatal to mortals. To avert its evil influence, the god Shiva drank it up, but it was potent enough to stain his throat black or dark blue, whence his title of Nilakanta, the blue-throated. 81. The wife of Ramachandra, that is, Rama, who was absent in the chase of a phantom deer of gold. 82. People tree, or Pimpal, the holy fig. 83. A beetle leaf, the Pan Supari, a compound of beetle nut, lime and cloves wrapped up in a leaf of the paper vine and chewed by all India. 84. The faithful wife. By such a death as that allowed to, she earns the title of Sati, the excellent. 85. The paddy bird, the common Indian crane, a graceful white bird, to be seen everywhere and always in the interior of Hindustan. Singhala Dwipa, the land of the lion, Ceylon. He is sure to join in. The cry of one jackal at night raises a chorus from all those within hearing. Vachaspati, policy, the lord of talk, Hodi, government. 89. Gods, a word applied to ranges of mountains by which, as by a staircase, the country rises into an elevated region, also to be step-like path leading over or through the mountains, and to the flight of stairs at a riverside landing place. 90. A Rajput. Here synonyms with Kshatriya, a man of the military caste. The complimentary beetle, the pan supari, neatly folded into a triangular form and pierced through by a clove, is handed round at the close of all occasions of ceremony, judged by its popularity and not by a first experiment upon it. It deserves the encomium which King Silver Sides cannot repress. Ninety-two the dark half of the month. The Hindus divide their month into two divisions of fifteen tithis or days each. Shudh, the bright day, is occupied by the increase of the moon, and Vud, the dark half, marks the moon's waning. The fourteenth night of the dark half would be intensely dark. 93. The fortune, the Lakshmi, the attendant genius. 94. The thirty-two auspicious marks. The superstition preserved to us in palmistry is of common occurrences in the Hindu writings. In Book 19 of the Vanaparva Mahabharat, Vahuka chooses his horses by the ten avratas or marks of excellence. Never, says King Rituparna, Never shall we reach Vidarbha drawn by steeds so slight and small. Vahuka replies, Two on head, 
and one on forehead marks of metal here be all two on chest on this and that flank two and two on cropper one these the steeds shall reach with Dharba long before the day be done ninety five thy guru the spiritual instructor of a young brahman ninety six with his shoulder scratching horn large branching horns which reach backward and rub upon his shoulders ninety seven the apsaras the hauris of indra's heaven they also were produced at the churning of the ocean in raiment and ornaments of celestial splendor their office is to receive into paradise and to solace there with the delights of love and the souls of all who have died fighting bravely in the nala of the mahabharat book two indra the god is made to say they the just the lion-hearted lords who never yielding place saw the shafts descending death blow saw and took it on their face theirs this realm of endless joy is as the cow of plenty mine let them come the dead in battle lo i wait them guests divine ninety eight time not come etc these composite titles may serve as instances of conjoined sanskrit words one such is the champu of trivikrama contains hundred and eighteen letters ninety nine the mongoose an animal of the weasel kind very common in india and valued for its active animosity against all serpents hundred the pot breaker this episode is the undoubted origin of alnascha in the arabian nights and of a host of stories and proverbs against the impudence of counting chickens before they are hatched hundred and one sunda the strong and giant upasunda two of the daityas the hindu titans who fought against the suras hundred and two that god who wears the moon shiva on whose brow the moon shines brave like the foam on ganga's wave hundred and three saraswati the wife of brahma goddess of speech and eloquence inventress of the devanagari character and of the sanskrit thou says the sage vasishta addressing her in the mahabharat salya parva art nourishment radiance fame perfection intellect light thou art speech thou art swaha this world is thine and thou in fourfold form art in all its creatures hundred and four parvati the wife of shiva another name for durga the mountain queen she is the daughter of himala king of the snowy hills and her temple as at pune stands generally on a lofty spot hundred and five brahmans for their love etc here is a mention of our castes with their distinctive occupations hundred and six 
they be twenty. I suppress this in this place nineteen shlokas, or stanzas of the original, which enumerate rather tediously the vices or failings to be avoided in an ally. 107. Yudhistra, the hero of the Mahabharata, who crowns the devotion of his life by refusing to enter heaven unless his wife and friends share in its felicities with him. 108. Puja, Sacrifice 109. Cause, Two Miles 110. Kafila, a Caravan 111. A Twice-Past Brahman The young Brahman, being invested with the sacred thread and having concluded his studies, becomes of the second order, a householder, Grihastha. 112. Thou, son of Pandu Yudhishthra, the titular son of the prince of Delhi in the Mahabharata. 113. He cursed me. The power of a Brahmin's curse is everywhere illustrated in Hindu writings. Carry me to Viswamitra, says Vasishta, lest he curse thee, O chief of rivers. Mahabharata, Salya Parva. These sages transformed each other into birds by the force of mutual imprecation. Bhagavata Purana 976 But Vishwamitra was originally a Kshatriya and became a Brahman by his austerities only. Vasishta, a true Brahman, resisted by a curse the celestial weapons raised against him. Shakti, also his son, met the king Kamala Shapada, and refusing to yield the path, was struck by him. The Brahman instantly cursed the king to become a man-eater, and the first victim of the imposed propensity was the powerful but improvident Shakti himself, Mahabharata Adiparva. The ocean, originally fresh and pure, became salt, by the power of a Brahmanic imprecation. End of Notes End of the Book of Good Counsels from the Sanskrit of the Hithopadesha by Sir Edwin Arnold Recording by Jyoti Taravanath